Hey, I'm Rahat. Hi, I'm Hansible. And you're listening to Tech for Humans. Welcome to Tech for Humans. This is Rahat. Our guest today is Cecilia. Um, Cecilia, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so I'm Cecilia Martinez. I am in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a success engineer at Cypress. It's a uh, testing framework for anything that runs in a browser, um, end-to-end testing, integration testing, unit testing if you get creative. Um, and I am also here as I am, I'm on the leadership team for Out in Tech Atlanta. I'm one of the founding members. So Out in Tech is a global organization. It's a 501c3 nonprofit that uh, aims to unite the LGBTQIA plus community in tech. Uh, we do this through a couple different initiatives on the global level. We have our digital core, which essentially helps to provide resources and create websites for uh, organizations and countries where um, they still face a lot of LGBTQ discrimination, like where it's illegal to be LGBTQ. Uh, we also have out in you, which is a mentoring program for queer and questioning youth looking to get into tech. Uh, we have scholarships available for people looking to get into tech as well. But uh, probably what we're best known for is the you know hundreds of meetups that we host every year throughout our local chapters in order to essentially provide a safe space for people in the tech industry that are LGBTQIA to gather and you know share resources and also to just kind of enact social change through technology. So, yeah, so that's uh, about what we do, and I kind of help coordinate that uh, here locally in the Atlanta area. Nice. Awesome. So um, you mentioned that you're in the leadership team for, uh, I guess, the Atlanta Charter. So there's uh, how many different charters are there? Oh, wow. Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, so Atlanta is one of the newest chapters. We just we had our launch event in November. We definitely uh, but we got started probably in about August. Uh, so Gary is our program is Gary Gordon. He's a program director for Out in Tech. And he essentially, they start with getting some information about who may be interested in the chapter locally. And then they also, then he's kind of um, recruits and sources a leadership team. So um, we do have, I'm just taking a look at the, the uh, chapters here on our website, but we have quite a few. I mean, um, New York's Los Angeles, San Francisco, London, Portland, Chicago, DC, Boston, Austin, more on the way. I know that they um, are they, one in Miami. There's kind of starting new ones every month, it seems like as well. So it's definitely a growing organization. How did you uh, get recruited into you know joining the leadership team? Yeah, so it's actually, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, I actually just came out last year. <laughs> um, so I came out last year. A month or two after that, I saw this like survey floating around about gathering interest for an out and check Atlanta chapter. And I was actually surprised that there wasn't already something for the LGBTQ plus tech community in Atlanta because both of those communities are very active and strong here. Like we have a great LGBT community and also a really active local tech community. So I, I saw the survey, I responded, was like, yeah, I'd be definitely be interested in attending events and like also checked the box for volunteering. And I got an email, you know, asking to to like do a call with um with Gary and I just kind of talked to him a little bit about my experience and kind of like why I would be interested. And then at the end of the call, he said, great, like I would love for you to join the leadership team and help us launch this chapter. And I was kind of like, oh, no, I think you're mistaken. Like, I don't really have a lot of experience in this area. Like, I've never, you know, and he was like, no, like, you know, you're passionate. I think that you have, you know, what it takes and kind of was just like, um, got me to say yes, so to speak. And I'm so glad that I did because it's something that, you know, I don't necessarily have like a lot of local or like a lot of volunteer leadership experience, but the 
the, the um, experience so far has just been really amazing and seeing the response from the community. Like if there was somebody that just had to do it um, so that I could get done, I'm, you know, I don't know if I was necessarily like would have been like number one choice, but I'm glad that I did do it because now we have seen the results from that. And it's just been really amazing, the response from the community. So, uh, so yeah, so it was basically just like, I kind of, I checked the box and then got, got recruited. So just kind of like being at the right place at the right time is a big part of it. So you do, I guess, a lot of like coordinating with events, speaking, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So basically we had a launch event in November and we partnered with uh, Flatiron School and WeWork. So um, Flatiron School is a partner for Out in Tech, like on the global level. And so it was kind of like a natural partnership for the beginning to start out with. Um, there's a lot of, there's a Flatiron School right in Midtown. Uh, so Midtown Atlanta is kind of known for like, it's like for its LGBTQ, like it's kind of like the, the neighborhood essentially where like all the, like events are and it's just like a very queer friendly location so that was like a really uh, a natural fit was the flat iron location in midtown for our launch party um and then we kind of just like started getting the word out as much as possible and we really wanted it to be community driven in that we were going to start having these events in order to get the word out but then from those events get feedback about what kind of things people would like to see in the community and what they would like to see from us as a chapter and Honestly, um, like you know, it's been amazing because I've been to some other tech meetups, and people in tech aren't always the most sociable people. You know, it can be a little bit like pulling teeth to get them to network <laughs> and engage and come out to things, and that has not been the case at Out in Tech meetups. It's actually been amazing. Like, it it almost feels like people were just waiting for the space to be able to like come and engage and talk and share because we never have to. Like we had a speed networking event and we had to like force people to stop talking like and move on to the next partner because um, it's just like everybody is is so, I guess, like hungry for the opportunity to have to like socialize in the space, especially with other people um, in similar situations with them. So one of the things about Out in Tech is that quite a few, I, I, I don't know the exact percentage, so I would hate to be wrong, but something about like about 40% of people aren't actually out at work because they don't have this um, the psychological and social and financial safety to do so. And so be, being kind of an area where people can maybe talk about that, about what it's like in their workplace or maybe get resources to find a better job where they can be out at work or just kind of commiserate and navigating certain social aspects. Like, do I mention my partner at work? Do I, if it comes up, like, do I, you know, how do I navigate that? Um, when do I bring it up? How do I bring it up? Those kind of things. Um, so it's really been, we, we've had a meetup every month so far, starting since November and the attendance has just grown. We've had a lot of uh, response from companies in the area that want to host our events. So we've had events at, we had the Flatiron work, and then our December event was at a Microsoft Store location, um, and then we had an event at VMware, and we specifically uh, wanted to partner with VMware because they have really amazing uh, programs and healthcare for specifically for trans employees, and our De Dexar chapter head is trans, and so that's something that we really want to like focus on how communities um, support that uh, part of like kind of like the rainbow, you know, that aspect of it uh, with not only with healthcare, but also with, um, you know, like social support and, and 
different logistics regarding uh, trans care and things like that. So, so VMware was a great partner for us in January, and they spoke about how they, you know, how their programs work and their ERGs internally. And then last month, we had our speed networking at a company called Samsara, which is in Atlanta, and we partnered with their uh, ERG, which is the Employee Resource Group. So a lot of companies, once they get to a certain size, will have these kind of internal groups. Um, some, you know, for LGBTQ, sometimes they have ones for like, like Latinos or, um, you know, black employees in order to kind of organize events and provide support. And so we like to partner with companies that already have existing support systems in place for their employees. Uh, we definitely kind of want to make sure that they're companies that are walking the walk before we let them kind of co-sponsor an event with us. That's something that we feel very importantly that it's like, you know, if you want access, because a lot of times companies want to host because they're looking to recruit. And it's, uh, you know, if you want access to our membership and to our resources, then, you know, making sure that you are also a company that aligns with our values. So, yes, yeah, so we even have we have a great response. We have things planned out, you know, uh, through May right now, which is which feels great. Um that might change a little bit given all the uh, health concerns that are going on right now with coronavirus or COVID-19. But, uh, but on, honestly, Atlanta has given us just such a warm welcome. So uh, That's great. I actually am a Flatiron grad. Flatiron actually does a pretty good job of trying to get everyone to be open. I know even if you're not part of that community, what they do is a weekly Feelings Friday. Flatiron just tries to make everyone feel inclusive and safe. That's really awesome, actually, because I know that, um, like, I know Rahat, you've talked a lot about, too, about, like, mental health in tech, and the LGBTQ plus community is, like, statistically, especially, like, the trans community, is, like, adversely affected when it comes to, like, suicide rates and things of that, and things of that nature, so, like, providing, and, like, just, like, kind of, like, promoting the idea of, like, open communication and normalizing things, like, using pronouns and, um, in, 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 like, social settings and, I think that really goes a long way in not only supporting like from an LGBTQ perspective, but also from like a mental health in tech perspective as well. Um, I know personally, like I'm queer, but then I also, you know, stuff, you know, have different, like I have anxiety and stuff like that. So that's, that's really awesome to hear that. I, I feel like in general, like um, boot camp, boot camp grads tend to be more, you know, from underrepresented groups. And so it all ties into kind of like how I feel about just, supporting people coming into these different types of groups in tech and making sure that they like feel welcome and safe and uh and included because they deserve to be so i think yeah we, we probably don't do enough in terms of mental health for like different marginalized groups of people um in tech um i guess what are your thoughts on like how we can i guess do better um uh, especially for like the lgbtqia community so um, I came out last year, and but, but in my previous life, I worked in finance, like finance. I worked in financial services. I worked at a couple different like brokerage firms, and it was definitely a situation where I didn't feel like I could bring my authentic self to work. Um, not only just like from a LGBTQ perspective, but I'm also I'm I'm Latina, um, and that aspect of it as well. I you know being like the only person of color at the office that I worked at you know, felt pressure to like straighten my hair. I have like very curly, you know, like ethnic looking hair <laughs> and things like that. And um, it's something that I didn't really necessarily realize until I moved to Atlanta, which is like a much more diverse city. Um, and people are like a lot more authentic here. I didn't necessarily realize how, um, I, how difficult it is and how much mental weight it takes to 
have to put on like a persona when you go into work when like where you spend like eight hours of your day every single day being somebody that's just not your authentic self um and how difficult that is and that's something that I think fostering an environment where people feel comfortable talking about yeah like this is my family it may not look like your family but that's okay and you know this is what I do on the weekends and this is who I am and this is how I dress and this is what my hair looks like um because honestly like the mental tax that comes from not being able to be yourself is 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 like is is in prohibitive to being able to to do good work and to be like your best self at work and be able to bring all facets of you um because that's really a benefit to the company is is you being able to be your best employee and best self and so i think i think it's not only necessarily though like i said like talking the talk but also walking the walk as a company so there's also another quote that's um you know diversity is inviting some you know is inviting people to the party but inclusion is you know asking them to dance kind of a thing so like really making sure that not only are are they are they allowed to be present but they're also allowed to speak and have an opinion and form policy and you know and and be able to like challenge things or ask the uncomfortable questions or challenge like why do we do it this way has it always been done this way you know um, so really just like in, enforcing that, you know, that it's not always going to be a comfortable transition to having a more inclusive work environment, but that at the end of it, you're going to have um, so much benefit from it. And, they, and and also just like, and also getting resources and reaching out to leaders in that, in those communities. So not necessarily just saying like, well, um, like, you know, our, our leadership who is maybe consistently white and straight or certain, you know, um, and male feels that this is the best way to proceed, but actually reaching out to those people that are in the communities that you're trying to address and getting their feedback and their resources. And that's something that we're really trying to do actually in Atlanta, specifically without in tech is gather and these types of resources from companies that are doing it right and sharing it with the companies that want to do better and kind of holding them accountable. And then, but then also providing resources and providing um, like, and providing points of contact for companies that do want to improve their diversity and inclusion. So yeah, so I think that it's um, it, it kind of comes at a, a couple different levels, but ultimately it has to be top down. So you need to have buy-in from people like at the very top in order for that culture to take place. Because ultimately, like, you know, you can have like great managers and you can have an ERG or you can have like, you know, um, feelings Friday, right, kind of stuff. But if people don't actually feel comfortable engaging authentically in those environments, then it's all just like theater. It's not actually going to make a difference in your organization. So uh, getting stakeholder buy-in from the from the very top and having it and having your culture be intentional. That's another thing. Actually, it's a question that I asked in my interview at Cyprus was like, do you feel that your culture here is intentional? Because I think um, culture is going to happen regardless of whether you plan it or not. And uh, so I think if you just kind of hope for the best and say, like, well, we hire good people and they get along well, and that's that's our culture. Um, if you don't have a plan for it, then it's going to it's going to develop it on its own no matter what. And so I think having an intentional culture and from the outset stating what your core values are as a company and how you're going to achieve those values. And if diversity and inclusion like isn't aren't one of those values why and challenge yourself on that and then if they are one of those values like do they have the same kind level of strategic planning that your other core values do so you know are you take giving it the same 
uh, severity and, and seriousness that you do as like growing your KPIs? Like, do you have KPIs around diversity and inclusion? Like, are you holding yourself accountable in those ways? I think that those are all things that companies can take a look at um, to, in making their culture more intentional to be inclusive of, you know, not just for LGBTQ, but for all underrepresented uh, groups. Um, yeah. So you mentioned um, like you, 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 they kind of reached out to you to, you know, start this uh, charter in Atlanta. Um, what about like, I guess if someone's from like a somewhere where it doesn't quite exist yet, um, they want to get involved or start a chapter, you know, at their location, what would be the best way to go about doing that? Absolutely. So we do have a out in tech Slack that is like a global Slack. And then we have channels for each of the local chapters. So, um, you know, there is, you know, you can go to outintech.com and you can contact them directly. Um, but if you're kind of more just interested in finding out what it's like and seeing, you know, talking to other people in the leadership team, you can definitely join the Slack and then join, like we have a general channel, we have kind of channels for each cities and getting involved with that. Um, otherwise, if you know for sure that you really want to start one in your chapter or at least get um, the ball rolling, then you can definitely reach out to um, Out in Tech specifically. Uh, so Gary is the program director. He's the one that I've been working with specifically. I don't know if they have different ones for different regions, but um, and then essentially what it looks like, what they kind of start out with is they start out with that kind of interest feeling. And one of the things that was kind of nice too is when I started is, he said that, you know, by being part of the leadership team initially, it's all the initial requirement is just like to see us through doing a launch event. And that's it. And after the launch event, if you decide, you know what, this is not for me, maybe it's um, it's not working for the city, then, you know, no hard feelings. For thank, thank you very much for your help. You know, you can move on. Um, but he did say that that's never happened before. Pretty much everybody who gets involved always wants to stay involved. Um and become part of the actual leadership team moving forward. And that was definitely like what happened in our case. So um, so I think it's kind of like once you actually like see it in action, it really is kind of infectious. Um, you know, it's just seeing how much how much people like get involved and how passionate they are about it. Um, and that really does kind of propel you forward and motivate you. But um, yeah, I mean, everyone has been always been super receptive. You actually also, if you're on the leadership team, you get paired with a more senior leadership member from a different city. So I got paired with uh, the leader, the, um, the leader of the Portland Out in Tech chapter, who they started about two or three years ago. So they're like a little bit ahead of us. Uh, but it was recent enough that they have kind of remember the challenges of initially starting up and getting things going. So that's been really helpful as well. So there's definitely a lot of support and mentorship that goes into it. It's not just a, uh, you know, here's a style guide, have fun kind of a thing. Um, or here's our logo. Um, it's very, very much involved, like involved at the, uh, with the global level of the chapter, or I mean, sorry, of the organization. Cool. Um, so are there, so you mentioned like, there might be some upcoming events, maybe not um, because of the whole Corona thing. Um, are there anything, is there anything that you're looking forward to that's coming up? Yeah. So um, we actually were, are doing a panel uh, this month about getting diversity and inclusion right um, in, a, in a startup. So Atlanta has a very strong startup scene. We have a lot of, uh, like our tech scene is growing exponentially. And so there's a lot of new startups. There's a lot of small companies. And Essentially, kind of what we were talking about earlier is even if you are a small company, how can you still get it right? How can you still make sure that you're including that um, as part of your hiring process and as part of your onboarding process? 
Uh, so we have a panel um, coming up this month on that topic. I'm really excited about. We also we actually do have um, people from local government as well involved, talking about how you can leverage community and local government resources. So Atlanta does have a lot of resources in that area. Um, you know, even just like at the government institutional level. So I uh, was really excited to kind of get that support from the community as far as getting the panelists. Uh, we also are doing, we do some fun stuff too. So we did a speed networking and we're planning on having for our April event, doing a trivia style event and having kind of like the pub style, you know, like pub quiz kind of style trivia. Um, and that's, you know, it's a way to kind of get people mingling and get to know each other, but then also having questions um, about tech, about LGBTQ icons, Atlanta history, kind of just general questions. So we like to kind of do a mix of things that are specific to tech. So in December, we had, um, a, you know, a, somebody give a talk about getting started with UX research, uh, things that are specific to LGBTQ and diversity, uh, such as our event at VMware and our panel this month. And then also just like fun social things like speed networking and trivia. So we, we tried to get a mix because different people want different types of content and different uh, things, events will bring out different people. So we want to make sure that we're reaching like all different aspects and not always having things where it's just like a meetup at a bar or, or just like only very specific technical content that might not appeal to everybody. Because um, honestly, like our goal right now is just to get as many people aware of and involved as possible and like having like that wide swath. Uh, but we are getting to the point now where membership and our events are growing that we can start looking at more specific types of content so like whereas before something like a really technical talk may not have got enough people um now we, we have the membership to support that so we're looking at kind of branching out and maybe doing things like webinars or things that are more specific to certain um subsets of our membership group and then um but yeah on the global level we did have a a new york event coming up in May for Out in Tech, um, Out in Tech Talks, but unfortunately that was just canceled um, due to uh, coronavirus. Um, so, because uh, we were going to have, people were going to be traveling for that because it was in New York City. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see, maybe doing a lot more webinars um, <laughs> coming up as opposed to uh, yeah. our Slack channel is about to get a lot busier <laughs> as opposed to socializing in person. Yeah, I think so. a lot of conferences and events are looking at doing uh, webinars and remote stuff now. Yeah, as somebody who like so my job before this was 100% remote. So um and I also like love online conferences and stuff like that. So um but I also do really think that especially if you are underrepresented having a place to physically like engage and interact and see other people like you is important. That was one of my experiences. I um, there's a conference in Atlanta called refactor.tech. Um, and this is their second year, but I volunteered at the conference last year, and it's specifically a diversity, inclusion, and tech conference that has multiple tracks. And um, that was my first tech conference, actually, that I, ever, that I ever went to. And I think I got supremely spoiled because um, the level of diversity and inclusion at that conference is probably very different than other tech conferences. Um, so, like, you know, it was just great to see other people, though, who were queer and brown and female, and we had all had pronoun pins, and it was just um, a really fantastic experience. And honestly, made me feel a lot less nervous about going into tech, because at the time, I was still in my boot camp. Um, and, you know, you kind of, like, hear a lot of, that it's just, like, a lot of stereotypes about the tech industry and how, like, you know, it's not very inclusive and it's not very friendly. Um, so that... I think Atlanta is definitely looking to change that, or at least is a very different type of experience because we're such a diverse city. And I'm just really excited to be a part of that and to like have people tell people like, Hey, like, you know, if, if you're different, like 
come here. We're cool. Like we're into it kind of a thing. So um, trying to like, kind of just like preach that gospel as much as possible for whoever will listen. So Awesome. If anyone wants to like support in some way, um, you know, if, if we're not like part of the charters or doing anything like that, what's the best way to support, you know, coming from the outside? Yeah, that's a great question. So we do, um, there's a support us section on outintech.com. Uh, one of the things that we do is every year we, we do a, um, a build equality fundraiser. So that uh, took place over in December and I was, I was involved with that. It's uh, essentially that supports our digital core that I was referring to earlier, where we help build websites to make the world safer for, you know, LGBTQ um, individuals across the world. Um, so uh, that is a fundraiser that we do every year over the winter. I actually designed some custom like holiday cards for anybody who donated to my campaign um, that were out in tech kind of branded, but that's a great way to support. Uh, we, like I said, we do have the digital core. We have out in tech you uh, right now. We are actually looking for mentors for, for people who are interested in being mentors for queer and questioning youth uh, looking to get into tech. So even if you're not able to like, come to events or if there's not a chapter in your area that is something that's done like digitally and remotely so you can get involved that way um and then of course you know we are 501c3 so donations um are tax deductible and we have a couple of different um campaigns that we run throughout the year so given given that march is uh women's history month um what advice would you have for like women looking uh to get into tech or um just like overall support inclusion in the field for women Absolutely. That's an awesome question. I'm super glad y'all are asking that. Um, so I also volunteer with Women Who Code. Um, I, volu- I, I volunteer with the Atlanta chapter, but I'm also a track evangelist for Women Who Code Front End. And I host our uh, Front End Friday Slack discussions that we have each week. Um, and it's something that's really near and dear to me, um, not only being a woman in tech, but also just in general. Uh, I mentioned that my boot camp class was like we, we tended to, we were a very diverse class and it was something where it really opened my eyes to how different it is for not only just like for people, of, for me, but also like people who are coming, like, you know, who have different immigration statuses or like language difficulties, um, you know, people who just like have different family obligations and things like that. And so I think um, the intersectionality of being a woman, but then also having other like things to consider. So like my experience as somebody who is, I'm Latina, but I'm white, I'm white passing is a very different experience for like a woman of like a black woman or um, I'm queer, but I'm also, I I have, I'm in like, you know, I, I, I'm straight passing, so to speak is kind of like a term that I've heard used before. Um, And so I, you know, have different privileges and other people might not have them. So I think that being a woman in tech on, on its own is difficult, but also I think acknowledging where you may have privilege as opposed to other women in tech who have different inter, like, inter, intersections with other underrepresented groups is important and using your voice um, to help raise up other people who like other women who may not have the same privileges that you do is something that is, I think, kind of the next step. So like once you feel like you have navigated that world and gotten to a place where you feel more safe and secure, like taking a look at those other intersections and how you can um, pull others up with you and where you are. And I think a big part of that is 
kind of the idea of safety in numbers. So getting involved in your community and reaching out to other women, even if there's not at your company, but maybe in your community, or if you don't have it in your community, then then leveraging resources like Women Who Code or like the global chapters. Because I think the more that you talk to other women and you have a sense of community, just kind of like the more confident that you feel and getting resources and getting advice on how to navigate difficult situations where you may not feel empowered otherwise to do that. So, you know, I just, I, I go back again to when I worked in finance and uh, there wasn't, you know, too many resources necessarily, and there weren't as many women. Um, and I never really thought to like, look to the community or to look to other resources. So a lot of it was just kind of, um, was isolating, it's alienating. And it's something where you never necessarily like, get past that point. Um, but being in Atlanta and, and kind of having and forcing myself to reach out to others has not only made me stronger individually, but it's also allowed me to be in a position where I can support others. And that's a really great feeling to be able to help other people who are navigating it themselves and say like, yep, I've been there. So have all these other great women have been there too. This is what we did. This is what you can do. And then, you know, down the line, they'll be able to pay it forward to somebody else. And um, so I would say, yeah, I mean, like definitely take advantage of those networks, those communities, those resources. I know that you're not alone. I know that it's hard for everyone. And, you know, and then also know like once you get through it, you're going to really feel and, I, and you, you kind of never really get through all of it, to be honest. You know, you're, there's always going to be challenges that come up. But I think it's for me, it was very motivating um, knowing that I would be able to help others once I became more confident and stronger in my abilities to navigate those situations. Yeah, awesome. Um, one thing that you kind of said um, that I really liked is like the whole thing of like letting people know that they're not alone. Um, I think a lot of the things that, a lot of the issues that are around this type of thing is that people kind of feel alone, isolated, um, especially when you're like in a work environment where you don't feel safe. Um, Definitely something like I've been kind of wanting to talk about in some of my talks, like on mental health in general. Um, but uh, I guess, like, what are, um, I guess, some of the things that um, you'll do in these events to kind of like get that point across? Yeah, that's a really great question. So I think one of the things that we try to do, especially also when we promote the event, is to say, even though we're called out in tech, you don't have to be out. You know, you don't have, you know, you don't have to feel that if you come that you're going to, like we are trying to try to be really com um, accommodating as far as like if we post pictures of the events and we know we don't sh we don't share our Eventbrite you know guest list with the companies that we that that host us we don't share that information we don't share any emails because we want people like we definitely take the safety of our membership very important and um, but so we communicate that that you know you don't have to be out we also have an extremely loose definition of tech. So even if you're just like remotely interested in tech or you want to get into it, or if you work at a tech company, but you work in like HR or something, you know, like, um, and then also that we, we also like promote that we accept or that we are very welcoming of allies and anybody who supports our mission essentially, because sometimes people will come and they'll feel comfortable. I feel uncomfortable saying like, well, if I go, then people like, and I'm not out then. I'm not sure how I feel about that or navigating that aspect of it. So we say, you know, allies are welcome. So if you come, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. It just means that you're here because you support our mission. Um, and so just trying to kind of make it feel as open and inclusive as possible, because I think the first step and the hardest step is like showing up. Um, and then once you get there, you know, we 
really encourage discussion. We have a very, we also have like, you know, a, a strict code of conduct. You know, we don't allow, you, you know, like certain types of language, any, anything that's, um, you know, ex exclusive of any member of, of any type of person from any type of group. So if it's like, you know, we try not to have, if, if anybody like language around like oh I, I just in general like if, if you're there because maybe you're like um you're gay but you but you don't like trans people that's not cool you know it has to be inclusive of everybody in that in the lgbtqia community and um you know we just encourage as much discussion as possible and part of that too is is um being candid and being candid about the feedback that we're looking for and so after our um you know basically making people feel comfortable like hey you can come to us if something happens if there's an incident and being responsive of that because if, if you see that in the leadership then you feel more comfortable being able to express those things individually awesome so um we like to kind of wrap up our episodes with like a little bit of a catch-up like what are you doing you know outside of you know out in tech or outside of work so um what's been going on yeah, so I, I did actually start a new job recently. Um, um, so I'm a success engineer at Cyprus, um, which is very exciting for me personally. It is um, a great organization. It's um, or the test runner is open source, which open source is something that I really um, am passionate about. So I've been doing a lot around there and getting um, up to date. It, it is no I'm no longer remote, so I'm adjusting to commuting and everything like that. So. Um, mostly just figuring out how to deal with the rain, I think has been what I primarily have been fighting against. But, uh, but yeah, so I've been, I, I do a lot of side projects. A um, couple of things that I'm working on right now, I'm actually working on some app development. I'm working on like a queer dating kind of social network app. Um, I've been working on getting better with testing in general and practicing that. Um, I was doing live streaming for a while, but have not been, um, as up to date on that as, as unfortunately as yeah, I would I like to be, but uh, some of the things I like, to, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's fun and I like to do it, but, um, I, I think I'm putting too much pressure on myself to like get it perfect each time and know what I'm going to be working on. Um, so, um, it's one of those like death by procrastination or perfection things but uh in general like i like hanging out with my dog i i'm really into music um i did some painting yesterday i like to do creative things because i like to do things that are kind of more um like less mentally taxing and more just like creative expression type stuff um i do some video I a little bit of video games but it tends to be stuff like pokemon or Stardew Valley. Pokemon. okay like, you, nothing, you like, said like the two too... two things that like take up my time <laughs> pokemon and Stardew Valley. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I, uh, it's like, like stuff like that where it's like, you know, it's not like super mentally taxing, but it's also like just enough engaging to like keep you going and stuff like that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tech for Humans. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. You can tweet us at techforhumans.io and listen to all of our episodes at techforhumans.io. That is tech, the number four humans.io. Yeah, so I think like kind of what I hear from companies a lot of times are um, like, and so at VMware specifically, they have this kind of saying that they want you to be able to bring your whole self to work, you know, and I think being, uh, so I kind of, will, I go so just like a personal nature. Um, so I mentioned that I came out last year. Uh, I'm, I'm bi or pan, depending on however, you know, whatever terminology you prefer to use, um, which just essentially just means that I, you know, 
will have relationships with people from any gender or all genders. And then 